Proverbs chapter 31, a very familiar uh, scripture today in Proverbs chapter 31 and uh, verse number 10. The Bible says, Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth a field and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household. For all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thy excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Let us pray. Our Father, as we bow in your presence, I come, Lord, with thanksgiving for another opportunity that you have given this side of eternity to preach your word. Lord, I realize that within myself I could do nothing. And, oh, God, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would enable me to be a blessing, to be a help to each one today. If there's one without Christ, I pray they would be saved. And I pray, oh, God, that you would revive your people. And may we leave here better prepared to serve you. I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I want to speak to you on the Blessed Mother. In verse 28, the Bible said, Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. I think the greatest desire of any mother is to have the approval of their children, her children, and her husband. And uh, he talks, speaks here in this scripture about this virtuous woman and a woman that certainly is deserving of the praise and deserving of the honor. 
In verse 11, it said, The heart of her husband does safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need to spoil. And then in verse 28, it said, Her husband praises her. He praises her because he trusts her. And uh, unless you trust someone, it's hard to give them honor, isn't it? And uh, so uh, we have this time set aside to give honor to mothers. And I think we certainly have biblical support to do that. That as uh, uh, he speaks here in the scripture in this particular chapter. Now, the blessed mother, why were the children calling her blessed? And why was the husband praising her? I think there are some reasons. And the first reason is because of this, this mother's Savior. In verse 30, he said, Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain because it fades, doesn't it? But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. I think the mothers today would certainly agree with, uh, with the fact that uh, uh, if there's something about them to be praised, if there's something about them to be honored, then it's something that God has placed there. It's something that is possible because of the Savior. The, the qualities that you admire in your mother are the qualities that are God-given. They're not natural born, but they're God-given qualities. Now all of us thank God for, for life itself. Without our mothers, we, we wouldn't be here. That's just a fact. But the things we remember, the, uh, Brother Thomason talked about love in the opening and how that the love of God relates to the love that a mother has uh, for her family. And so he said here, if a woman fears the Lord, then she'll shall, she shall be praised. Because there will be some things about that mother that's worthy of praise. There will be things that, uh, that are admirable. And these are things that God gives us. Paul writes to young Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.5. And he says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. Now here's a young man that had a good mother. Not just a good mother, but a good grandmother. Many of us can say that. Uh, that uh, we not only had a good Christian mother, but good godly Christian grandparents. And this was true about, uh, about Timothy. I heard a preacher this morning preaching and he was talking about uh, Jacob. Jacob, of course, before he uh, got his life straightened out and where it ought to be with God, Jacob was quite a deceiver. And, uh, and he brought out the fact that, that uh, his mother... You remember when uh, the blessing was stolen, it was really the mother that promoted the deception. Oh, what a tragedy. And he was, of course, he was emphasizing that, that uh, the, uh, the things in, in our life 
affect their children and grandchildren and several generations down the line. But how wonderful to have the testimony there that Timothy had. And Paul uh, refers to this and, and that he had, a, a, he had faith, unfeigned faith. That means it was unhypocritical. Timothy was for real. He wasn't a hypocrite. He was, he was the real thing. And uh, this was taught to him by his mother and his grandmother. And uh, I think the greatest accomplishment uh, that a mother can, can have is to introduce the Savior to her children. And many of you are saved today. Many of you children are saved because of a good Christian mother. And uh, you have a lot to thank God for. Not just a good Christian mother, in many cases, a good Christian father as well. You know, even the drunkard, even the person that doesn't know God, will praise his mother if she's a Christian. I've had this happen. I've had, I've had people who were, who were wicked and sinners and maybe drunkards, but uh, they would say, you know, I had a good mother. I had a good Christian mother. Sometimes those prayers and those, that example will be fulfilled later on in life. R.A. Torrey, the great preacher that won uh, thousands to Christ, uh, when he was about to commit suicide and end his life, brilliant lawyer, but he came to the end of himself and saw no, no reason to continue living. And he was about to end it all, but he remembered what his mother told him when he left home. He said, my boy, when you come to the darkest day of all, the darkest hour of all, and everything seems lost, if you will honestly call on your mother's God, he will not fail you. And R.A. Torrey remembered those words of his mother got on his knees and called on his mother's God and was gloriously saved. The Savior, the most important thing in one's life, mother, child, father, whoever it may be, is to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. That's the cry and need of our day. And if you don't know the Savior, you need to know him. And, uh, you know, let him put the qualities in your life that, uh, that will cause your children to rise up and bless you. Call her blessed, the Bible says here. And uh, the husband praises her. Then there's another thing that I believe makes the blessed mother and, and uh, one honor deserving of honor. And that is the Scriptures, the Word of God. We find here in verse 1, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. Here was not only a, a Christian mother, but here was a mother that believed the Word of God. Not only believed it, but taught it to her son. Here is a king. A lot of times uh, our public officials 
are not what they ought to be because sometimes of the kind of parents they had. Here's a king that could look back and say, I had a good godly mother, a good Christian mother, and she believed the Bible, and she taught the Bible, and she practiced the Bible. And she taught him some things. She warned him some things of some things here. In verse 3, Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. She warns him about, uh, about women, the wrong kind of women, may I say. And how many of a young man has been destroyed by a wicked woman? And here... She warns him against lust. Then she warns him in verse 40, It's not for kings, holy mule. It's not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. She warns him against something else, and that's wine or alcohol. And what it can do in one's life, and how it can destroy a life. She said it's not for a king to deal with it. Stay away from it. And that's good advice for everybody. Whether it be a king or uh, a rich man or a poor man or whoever it may be, liquor and beer and wine will absolutely destroy and wreck lives. And she gives him some mighty good advice. Then she warns him about forgetting the word of God, verse 5, lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment in the afflicted. That's one of the reasons she warns him against this wine is, is what it does to one's, one's mind and how it, uh, how it poisons the mind and they forget the word of God and render the wrong kind of judgment. In verse 26 it says, She opened her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Proverbs 1.8, Proverbs 6.20 said, Forsake not the law of thy mother. A good godly mother is one that gives out the word of God and brings her family up and her children up in the fear of God and in the, uh, according to the scriptures. Susanna Wesley, who's been referred to many times, had 17 children. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the responsibility of a family that large? How would, you, how would you find any time to do anything? But Susanna Wesley spent one hour every day praying for her 17 children. An hour every day. You say, I don't have time to pray. What if you had 17 children? If you had 17, you'd have to pray, <laughs> Spent an hour every day praying. Not only that, but she set aside one hour each week with each one individually to discuss spiritual matters with them individually. An hour a week. 17 hours. Every week to discuss spiritual matters. Susanna Wesley had some rules she went by. Number one, no eating between meals. Two, all children in bed by eight o'clock. Three, take your medicine without complaining. Four, subdue self-will in each child. Five, work with God to save the soul of each child. Six, teach child to pray as soon as he can speak. 
7, require all to be still during family worship. 8, give children nothing they cry for. 9, give them only what they ask for politely. 10, to prevent lying, punish no fault, which is first confessed. 11, do not allow sinful act to go unpunished. 12, command and reward good behavior. 13, preserve property rights, even in the smallest matters. 14, strictly observe all promises. 15, require no daughter to work before she can read well. And 16, teach children to fear the rod. 16 rules. Turned out pretty good. All of them come to know Christ. John and Charles Wesley, the Wesley brothers that uh, were the founders of the Methodist Church. And what a heritage they had. All because of a good godly mother. The Scriptures. Not only the Scriptures, but supplication, which is referring to the Word of God. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, you have Hannah there praying for a child. Praying that God would honor her with a child who was barren. And God gave her Samuel. And she said, if you will give me a, a child, I'll give him to the Lord. I'll, I'll give him back to you. And she did. And God blessed her with other children. But she was a woman of prayer. When we think of Hannah, we think about a woman that prayed. One of the fondest memories I have of my mother is the memory of my mother on her knees before God, praying out to God. You remember that? You want your children to remember that, mothers? And one thing I can remember in particular, she always prayed for the soldier boys. Always prayed for the soldiers. And she had a list. She'd pray for the family right on down the line. She would pray every night on her knees talking to God. Now that leaves an impression that you can't get away from. I was pretty rebellious at a time when I was growing up. But I could never get away from those prayers of my mother on her knees praying for me I don't care how far you go and how rebellious you may become, those children will never be able to forget that. Her children rise up and call her blessed. In Judges 13, after Samson is born, or after the angel appears to Manoah's wife there and reveals that they're going to bring this child into the world. Manoah there asks that God the Lord may return. And, and they, they question him in verse 12 and has said, How shall we order the child and how shall we do unto him? They said, Lord, how are we supposed to bring this child up? God, we need your help. Whether the people realize it or not, everybody needs the help of God in, in the tremendous responsibility of rearing a family. We need God's help. And we ought to seek God as Manoah and his wife did there. Lord, how shall we do it? Teach us how to bring this child up in the fear of God. And I think one of the greatest blessings is have your children grow up to go on to serve God and live for Jesus. And in a world where there's drugs and, 
and wickedness and on every hand and and uh, there's no greater heartbreak than to have your children grow up to turn against God and turn against the Lord and against church and live in sin. And we ought to pray, Oh God, Oh God, how can I bring these kids up that they'll go right? That ought to be our prayer. Not only supplication, but also service. You know, when I think of service, and when I think of mother, I think of others. You know, I never understood until I was grown. I never understood why my mother liked the back of a chicken and the neck. Most people don't even bother to even fry the neck anymore, I don't think. And I never understood. I thought, there's nothing there to eat. But now I know. You know why mother liked the back and the neck, don't you? So we could have the good pieces. Well, that's mother. Like a little boy, teacher was trying to teach him fractions. And she said, if you had, if you had a family, mom and dad and eight children, and you had one pie, what percentage of the pie would you get? He said, I'd get one ninth. She said, now, Johnny, you don't understand. You have eight children, and you have two parents. That's ten. He said, oh, yes, I understand. Because I know Mama, she would say she didn't want any. Others. That's what serving God is. Serving God is serving other people. I think a mother fulfills the commandment to love your neighbor greater than any person in the world. The Lord said you're to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. I think a mother does that. The Bible says they'd be without natural affection. We've entered a sad day when mothers can kill their babies. We're in trouble, bad trouble. I heard Larry Biquette yesterday. And he said we've killed a whole generation. We've killed nearly 30 million people. And he was talking about all the economic implications that that would bring. Verse 11 and 12 here, it said, The heart of her husband does safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She serves her husband. Verse 20, She stretches out her hand to the poor. Yea, she reaches forth her hands to the needy. 
she serves the poor and needy. And verse 15, she rides us also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household and portion to her maidens. Verse 21, she is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. Verse 27 and 28, she looketh well to the ways of her household, eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Here's a mother that serves her children. And then in verse 30, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. She serves God most of all. She serves the Lord. Here's one that lives not for herself, but lives for others. You know the basic, the basic problem, the basic sin problem of a man is, is pride and self-centeredness. In the book of Genesis, the devil says, you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. You'll be God yourself. Salvation is coming to the place that we give up that right. We say, Lord, I accept you as my God and my Savior. I surrender my rights to you. And when you make a determination to serve God, you surrender your life. You say, I give up my rights to my life, dear God, and I allow you to be Lord. I allow you to take my life and use it. That's service. Do we really serve the Lord? Acts 20, 35 said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Mothers understand that. It's more blessed to give than to receive. The Bible says that. Do we believe it? 600 students at a university were asked to write on a piece of paper the most beautiful word in the English language. 422 wrote mother and 112 wrote home. 534 out of 600. The most beautiful word in the English language. 422 said mother. A man was rushing about get to the flower shop, send some flowers to his mother. And as he started to go in the flower shop, there was a little girl outside on the curb weeping. And uh, he went up to her and he said, why are you crying? She said, because I came to buy a rose for my mother. And they're two dollars and I only have 75 cents. He said, come with me. I'll buy your mother a rose. So he went in and ordered some flyers and sent them FTD to his mother. So the little girl got in the car and he drove her, expecting to take her to some home. And she directed him to the cemetery. 
where there was a freshly dug grave. And the little girl went over and nailed and put the rose on her mother's grave. The man went back to the flower shop, canceled the order, picked up the flowers, drove 200 miles to see his mother. Well, many of us today, we'd love to be able to go see our mother, but it's too far. I mean, by that, they're already with the Lord. and We can't go see him, but one day, we're going to see him real soon. Thank God for the families that are able to come today and be together, but most families can't be together today. Most families can't be complete because mother or dad or children, I think, uh, my cousin there. How sad. On Mother's Day. One day, God's going to make everything right. Let's bow our heads.